was awesome this morning, the, the word that Ryan gave, because it confirmation on the word that God gave me for today. And so this is, uh, uh, this is God preparing us for sure. Amen. 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 I got to hold my thing up here. I think one of these days I'll have my podium on an elevator downstairs. And when praise and worship is done, I come right up through here and I mean, everybody can see me. They hear me better. You don't think so? <laughs> they get me out the door probably, you know. <laughs> uh, but what the, the word of the Lord laid, laid on our hearts this weekend. I want to share. I wrote it down. I wrote it on, uh, try to add a little bit. But the Lord is saying, You have been holding my hand and walking with me, and we have been through a lot together. I brought you through some stuff, some tough times. You didn't see how, but you came through. But now I say to stop holding my hand. And embrace me. No longer just holding hands will get you through. You need to get a hold of me as tight as you can and don't let go. You'll look ugly and scary very soon. But remember, you already have the victory. We just have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death as King David then, years and years ago. We draw closer to God, He'll draw closer to us. We honor Him by keeping His commands. And remember that His ways are not our ways. So the more conflict that you are with the way of God's ways and not your ways, you know you're hearing the Word of God. Because He's going to transform you. He's going to say, follow me this way. And it will be difficult at times because of the flesh. you say, wait, this, this doesn't make no sense. But follow God. No longer just holding his hand, but embracing him. And I want to borrow Carol for my wife. Come down here a second. Then I'll borrow my son here in a minute too. But, uh, but you know, we first met. Uh, of course, she fell in love with him. Who wouldn't? You know, holding hands and oh, just giddy and walking back and forth. I remember we had a car one day. She had a car, an old car. She drove into town to meet me every once in a while. And the car, the car had a broken front seat. And we'd be driving in the car, and she'd hit the gas real quick, and we'd fall backwards like this, you know. <laughs> I think it's just a sick way to get me in the back seat. I'm not sure, you know. But see, it's just how, how awesome it is, you know, holding hands and stuff like that. Well, if we walk down the street, here comes a, a burglar or somebody really mean coming, like looks like Ryan does, okay. Coming down, I'm holding, I'm holding my bride's hand. Look, at him, and he's coming after my wife. He grabbed her. Look, look at that. <laughs> well, <I'm laughs> they always say it looks like you. No, <laughs> uh, but but see, awesome, right? You're having a great time. Awesome, but you know, we get married and you enter to to life, and things get difficult, and you go through a lot of stuff together. Amen, amen. So this here goes to this here. As time goes on, because we've been through a lot together, we embrace one. We hold each other up. See, right here, holding hands, giddy. Oh, it's nice. And Ryan's come right through there and split it. Mm. But as we embrace one another, she embraces me. 
Now watch him try to come between us. See what I'm saying? Trying to separate him. He can't separate me. Now he don't have enough power to take me out. Understand that? Boom, boom, shoot. She's embracing me. She ain't going to let go of me. That looks good. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know. I found that hip again. I know. And that's what the Lord is saying today. We've been holding hands with the Lord. Awesome. We've been in a honeymoon with them. It's, man, it's awesome. But he said, listen, the times are going to get really tough. And as the word came from Ryan today and this came Friday night, is that we're going to see some ugly stuff going on here. You're going to see stuff that, man, I, I can't believe. I can't believe it. And, man, we can't be holding hands. Jesus said, you got to embrace me. you got to embrace me like never before. Hang on to me. I'm going to bring you through this. I'll bring you through it. you got to be like this. Not like this. Those who are like this, man, will fall away. They'll be deceived, they'll be scared, they won't be prepared. And so we got to watch ourselves in the coming, coming months, coming weeks. Uh, God already seen it, He's already told us about it, He confirmed it again today. Uh, we need to prepare. So how do we draw closer to God? Thank you guys. I love the picture of a girl coming across that last night. And that's the, the Bible reaching out, which is the living Word of God, which is Jesus is the Word of God, right? And embracing her. But in John 13, i got several scriptures today. I'll give you the scriptures. How do we embrace God more and more? And then we can grab our Bible and walk around with our Bible. And that's, we're embracing the Bible, right? When we open up and absorb the Word, we're embracing Jesus. Bible is just a fancy name for a collection of books. Okay, that's why this is called the Holy Bible. It's God's collection of books, you know. But when we open it up, and we know that every word in here is true, it's made for our benefit, and as we read it, but also follow it. In John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, says, So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you, by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. So how do we embrace Him in the days that's coming? To love each other. Just as I have loved you. To love. The whole key to the Lord is love. And as His followers, it's love. See, the whole world is getting uglier and people are only thinking about themselves anymore. You know that? I mean, go to the grocery store and have one bunch of bananas left. Reach for it. And four other people jumped on top of you to get it. You know, I'm like, hey, you have it. it. It's me, me, me generation. I want to say just the generation itself, the world itself. I don't care what generation you're born in. It's getting that way. And God is the complete opposite. Christ is always give, 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 give. And it's out of love, you know. We used to sing a song years ago, the church I went to, and they will know that we are Christians by our love. By our love. And remember that. If you're if you're going out to eat dinner today somewhere, at a restaurant, remember they know us we are Christians by love. So many people say they hate to work on Sundays because the Christians are the biggest snobs that come into the restaurant. They're never satisfied and they don't tip. That is so sad. 
Yes. So show love. You know? And this little thing like that makes a difference. You ever had a fellow come to church and his wife worked at one of the cafeterias in town. And man, I can't believe how the words they had to say about those who follow Jesus or those who say they do. If you're not following love, you're not following Jesus. Amen? Amen. So make sure that... Uh, and if you go and you can't tip, I thought you still show love. Amen. If you just got enough to get down there, be nice to them and treat them nice and stuff. Uh, that's all opportunity. And if your food comes back and it's burnt, I mean, it's a hard as rock. You think it's a sacrifice to Baal from centuries ago? Still be nice to them. You say, I think this is too well done. Can you give me another one? Don't throw it at them, you know. <clears throat> and uh, the the... The Passion Translation, I've been following it too, I've been loving it too. It says this way, So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. Wow. And look at what the Lord did. I mean, He was always about love. Forgiveness. I mean, man, when people turned against him, he, he, he still went to the cross for us. Look at the love he showed us. Every one of you, one time, you ran head on, head on to his love when you're in the middle of your sin. When you're in the middle of that world that you thought was, was fantastic and somehow it started breaking down, thank you, Lord, and you ran into the love, the one that you demonstrated hatred toward, you had no use for, you might even spoke against him, uh, them Christians and fanatics. Who needs church? Have I covered everything? Anything else you used to say? At least I said all that stuff. <laughs> and he still loved me. And the love that was shown to me to other Christians made a difference. Wow, I mean, couldn't you imagine? We walk in the church finally after Carol's praying all these years to come to church. I walk in there and first brother running to well, that's all we need to hear is a cop. <laughs> you know? I mean, come on. But no, they embraced me. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, we all come from somewhere. Then they look at me and say, you look familiar. <laughs> no. Then John fourteen fifteen again, these are just, how do we embrace Jesus? How, how did we get so close that, man, this world ain't going to take us over? In John fourteen fifteen, the New American Standard says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me. So we all say we love Jesus. We all do. He said, okay, keep my commandments if you love me. Passion says, loving me empowers you to obey my commands. I love that. But you loving Jesus, it gives you the strength to obey His commands. We can say, oh, I love Jesus. And we sing a song, Oh, how I love Jesus. Which is awesome, okay? But if it's not a true love, man, we find it very difficult to keep His commands. Now, not saying you won't sin. But when you sin, you feel terrible about it. You're going to find a way not to do it again. But to, to love Him. And, and I, mean, I look at my wife. How do I love my wife? I don't mean that way. I mean... I look at my wife and look at all the stuff we've been through. She still loves me. It ain't easy being married to a cop. It wasn't. 
You're never home. You're gone all the time. And all the stuff we've been through together and walked with me. Man, it's just, wow. Do we have disagreements? Yeah, once in a while. But but love. And that's, how do you love Jesus more? Remember where He met you at. Remember what He rescued you from. Remember, He's giving you a, a new face. He's giving you a future. He's giving you hope. Oh, thank you, Lord, I got hope. That where I'm at today, <laughs> just temporarily, as I continue to walk with Him, embrace Him, hang on to Him. You know? Nothing else in the world can give you that. There's not one drug out there that can give that to you. There's not another God out there that can give that to you. It's Jesus. Mm. John 15, verse 12 and 13. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. And you are my friends if you do what I command you. So the commandment to us, the body of Christ, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Wow. So it's not just love. It's, it's agape love. It's Jesus' love. We to love one another in this assembly the same way that the Master loved us. I'm, I don't just mean the assembly. We need to love the body of Christ as He has loved us. Isn't that amazing? Keep my command, He says. So the question is, are we loving one another as Christ loved the church? Are we putting others ahead of ourselves? You know? I'm not actually answer. I'm just saying that's a checking point. That's how we're going to embrace. Oh man, am, am I truly loving my brother or my sister? Am I, uh, do I do things to try to encourage them when they fall? Am I there to help them pick them back up or encourage them? Hey, let's let's try it again. Or am I too quick to judge them? Say, I knew it went last. I knew it wasn't true. <laughs> he just went down the altar that day because he wanted a cheeseburger after church. <laughs> you know. Passion translation of John 15, 12 and 13. Jesus says, so This is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. You share that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. When it says a person sacrifices his life for his friends, now he's talking about he's not talking about killing yourself. Okay, don't let the devil get in and try to tell you that. Sacrificing putting other people ahead of you. And sometimes it's easy right now if it's somebody says, Hey, Pastor, well, maybe another week. Hey, you got five bucks on Barry? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. But when they come to you, hey, uh, you, you, you got time can I talk to you for a minute? And you get ready to go out the door something that you could put off for a while, and you're getting ready to go eat dinner somewhere, you have reservations for 7 o'clock, and they say, it's quarter after 6, hey, I need to talk to you. Okay, let's talk. Don't worry about the reservation. That, that's sacrificing. You, you know what I'm saying? You have the desire, oh, finally, maybe once a month you get to go out and eat, and, and someone shows up and they need to talk to you, they want to help, and 
And you say, okay, we're going to put that aside. Remember, Taco Bell's open at midnight, you know? <laughs> but see what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's putting our needs down to help uh, help somebody in need. And the Lord said, that's, that's how I want you to, to live. But He talks about... He talks about for His friends. You know? And that's how we show our friendship to one another here. To help out as we can, as the Master did. Jesus even commanded us in John fifteen seventeen, And you realize today I've been nice to you. I put everything in order, right? <laughs> Pretty close to it. This I command you, that you love one another. Look how many times He is talking to His followers to love. Because some people are very difficult to love, right? It can be some very difficult people. But again, we remember how the Master loved us. How He cared for us. How He laid His life down for us. And that helps us to do the same for other people. Passion Translation. So this is my parting command. He's getting ready to leave today. Love one another deeply. Love one another deeply. And I believe in that love he's talking about is also to be honest with one another. Amen? Love and honesty. You know, most of you got caller IDs and uh, you're getting ready to leave the house and the phone, your phone ring, look at, oh man, the pastor's calling. Uh, no, uh, we won't answer right now, okay. Feel free to answer the phone and say, hey guys, how you doing? Okay, we're just getting ready to go out to dinner. Oh, okay, well, hey, I don't need much. I just want to say, think about you today. Have a great day. Don't be afraid to say that you're busy, you're going somewhere. You know, I might be calling you, I might be broke down somewhere. <laughs> I need to borrow some gas money. You know? But yeah, just uh, uh, to be honest with one another, that's, that's, a, that's the greatest, I think, of love that you can do is to be honest. When you try to cover things up or hide things, uh, maybe even trying to do it because you want to hurt somebody's feelings, it will it will build up inside of you a little wedge. It'll start. It'll be like I don't know, like walking on a pebble and you inside your shoe, or whatever. You can do it for a little while, but after a while, it's going to irritate you and irritate you. you know, oh, they just knew what I thought. I ought to tell them what I think about that. But it shouldn't be that way. It should be, hey, hey, Paul, I need to talk to you, man. You know, I, I know, man, you love the Lord, but man, you're really bugging me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're not. Yeah. But see. To, to open dialogue to, to speak to one another out of love. Don't let Satan build up a wall. I mean, one brick starts a wall, but 30 of them builds it higher. You can't see over top of it. To love one another. That's what he wants us to do. Jesus' word has no problem telling us what God doesn't like, right? Amen. That he gives us the power as we turn our life to him to help us to do what pleases God. But if we don't know what God doesn't like and what He does like, uh, I'm not sure what to do here. It's same with one another. If there's aught between us, we need to bring it together, share it, and pray through it. Amen? And a lot of you folks do that here. You, you're, you're coming uh, and you want prayer, you want to talk about things, or you, you got problems with somebody else and you come in. I just need, I need wisdom sometimes of what you're looking for. And that's a good thing. John seventeen thirteen and 21. 
But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. And Jesus said, Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask, he's talking to his Father in heaven, you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil ones. So right there, you got an intercessor, you got someone there is interceding for you to keep you from falling into temptation. Amen? And the key word is there, falling into temptation and not walking with it. <laughs> Amen? Amen? <laughs> you, temptation can come your way and you, and you embrace it. And you say, well, God says He won't give me any more than I can handle, you know. No temptation will come over me. There's nothing, there's no temptation come your way that He will not strengthen you and give you a way out. But if we reach out and grab it and say, oh, it must be from God, and we know it's not. The devil wins one of them. He said, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth, and your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. For this sake I sanctify myself that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. As you hear the word, as you study the word and follow the word, sanctification process of renewing and strengthening yourself is taking place. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through your word, that they may all be one, even as you know, Father, or in me and I and in you, that they also may be in us, so the world may believe that you sent me. Amen. Mm. I'm going to share verse 16 of that chapter uh, with the passion. For they no longer belong to this world any more than I do. Your word is truth, so make them holy by the truth. I have commissioned them to represent me just as you commissioned me to represent you. Think of that. Jesus has commissioned you to represent Him here on earth. Think of that. What an awesome, what an awesome responsibility, but look at the trust He has in you. To wherever you go, every time you speak, whatever reaction you are, and you were there representing Jesus. You talk about influence in other people's lives. That can be a very, very awesome influence. Because they're going to look at you and the way you respond to things. Wow. Let's go back to the restaurant for a moment. <laughs> hey, I, I, you gave me great service today. Yeah, I know the food was burnt and the beans were cold and the coffee tastes terrible. But I'm going to tell you, I appreciate your smile. you got a tough job. I know you do. So I just pray that the Lord will bless you. And here's a tip. And you have a great day. Wow. You're representing Jesus. And you couldn't change the food, but you can change the atmosphere there. Amen? How mm. come all my sermons around food most of the time? <laughs> he said, Now I dedicate myself to them as a holy sacrifice so they will live as fully dedicated to God and be made holy by your truth. Oh, that they will live as fully dedicated to God. 
that He is the center of every breath that you take, every decision that you make, every place you go. When you open your wallet up, whatever you buy with your what God's given you, that man, you're dedicated to God to everything you do to bring Him glory. That's what Jesus sacrificed Himself for. Redeem us from our sins and empower us to carry on His ministry. Then He says in verse 20, And I ask not only for these disciples, but also for all those who will one day believe in Me through the message. That's you. He's already prayed for you. He's already asked for you. God, don't, don't take them out of the world. Just keep them from the evil one. Think of that. A hedge of protection Jesus has put around you. As we follow Him, as we embrace Him. All He had it prepared for you. I pray for them all to be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. I pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. Man, that's his prayer for us. That's where he wants us to be. Not just this assembly, but assemblies around the United States and around the world, those who are following Yeshua, following Jesus, you know, to embrace one another. There's a couple more here, guys. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. We don't use electronic Bibles anymore. I tell you what, woo, I love it. Until you forget to charge your Kindle. Right, Carol? <laughs> yeah. Embracing the Master. He says in verse 37 of Matthew 22, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is a great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. And that's how we embrace the Lord more and more. By loving your neighbor. You say, well, I just can't stand my neighbor. You don't have my neighbor. Build a house in the country. <laughs> you know, but long you got a neighbor, do what you can to love your neighbor. Passion says, "Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you." This is the great and supreme commandment, and the second is like it in all importance. You must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. So I guess you gotta make sure that you love yourself. And folks, you're lovable. Remember, you've been made in the image of God. Been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Your sins have been forgiven. You're lovable. Love yourself. Love what God has done with you. You know? the last verse we'll have for today ties in the last week we were talking about fasting remember we talked about Jesus and how he was baptized and led out to the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and he fasted and right away when he's coming out here comes Satan and tempted him to turn the rocks into bread 
Remember that? We're sharing that? See, Jesus was able to overcome the temptations of the world by fasting and being strengthened by it. He said, man, listen, man don't live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Fasting is a great way to strengthen yourself to hear the voice of God. It says in Isaiah 58, verse 6, It says, Is this not the fast which I choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house? When you see the naked, to cover him, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light will break out like the dawn, and your recovery will speedily spring forth. And your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, and if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desires of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like midday. And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places and give strength to your bones and you will be like a water garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. So he's shown that through fasting that we can be set free from things that embrace us. You have something you're trying to overcome by fasting, but not just giving up the food itself, embracing the ways of the Master. I like it if you said today, well, I'm going to cut down on food tomorrow, okay? And you go through McDonald's and you get a Happy Meal, okay? You got the cheeseburger because you're hungry, but the french fries you give to somebody else. I mean, to go through and say, okay, I got my Happy Meal, I got my cheeseburger, and take the food and throw it away, I'm missing the point where Jesus come for, right? And he said for us to you know, close the negative through the process of fasting or giving of ourselves to one another. That's the important part of it. If, if we just don't, I'm not going to eat on Monday and that's all we do, say, ah, we're missing the point where he wants us to be like, be like him, to feed the hunger, hungry, close the negative, visit the sick, pray for those. And whatever you're trying to get set free from, through fasting and prayer. Pray for someone that you know is going through the same thing that you are. Someone that's got the same struggles that you have. And I'm telling you, that's the way to get yourself set free. It is amazing. The Bible says, whatever you sow, you shall reap. And as you pray for others going through the same stuff, oh man, it's like praying for yourself. You know, it just, uh, it's amazing. Most of our Issues that we have attack us in the mental or the physical part of our bodies. And we need to do learn how to take control of our bodies. Uh, you trying to change the way that you act, the way you speak, what you eat, any drugs or anything you're trying to get set free from. It all starts with fasting by taking control of your body and denying it the right 
to eat. And that belly growls. Anybody ever heard your belly growl lately? Mine growled once, maybe, in the last three months. But uh, when it says, feed me, you no, know, I'm not. I'm not going to be controlled by my appetite. My body isn't going to tell me what to do. Now, it might sound stupid to say that, but I'm telling you what, everything else that comes into you, when you open your mouth up and you speak and you shouldn't, okay, or when you go do what you shouldn't be doing and, and you just can't get set free from it, it all starts with fasting and prayer and taking control and denying whatever that thing is right in your body. You're trying to quit smoking. Now, I'm not here to tell you smoking is a sin. I'm just telling you a lot of us want to quit. I quit 25 years ago. So it's possible. Amen? Start off. Okay, I'm going to fast cigarettes. I'm not going to smoke for three hours. And the three hours. Oh, okay. But you meant three hours. Then you go four hours. Taking control. No, I'm not going. I'm not going to give any. Lord, help me. I'm going to give these things up. You want to quit eating so much, or quit eating all the bad foods, the temptation of donuts. Same thing. You just take it a day at a time. Take control of it. Call out to the Lord. He'll give you the strength to overcome these things. But we have to want to do it ourselves. But that's what He wants us to do: is embrace Him like never before. Not just holding His hands now, but embrace Him in a way that nothing gets in between you. And when these days upon us are getting darker like they are, then your light's going to shine brighter and brighter. And we're going to bring God to glory. And people will come to know Jesus because the way we live our life and bringing all this glory to Him. Amen? Amen. Questions about today? Comments? How do we love Jesus more? Yeah. Submit to Him. Follow Him. And love one another. Please, try to love me. Okay? Amen. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we thank You, Lord, for Your Word. We thank You, Father, for embracing us. We thank You, God, that as these days that we are in, we thank You for the strength You've given us. We thank You for the direction You provide for us. God, there's nothing is impossible with you. Which means there's nothing impossible with us as we embrace you and follow you, Lord. Our desire is to please you whatever call that you've given each one of our lives, God. To recognize the needs of others as we recognize the needs that we have. We thank you, God, for those you send into our path, into our life, to help us in our hours of need. And Lord, may we always keep our eyes open as you send those into our path to use what you've given us to help them their needs. God, to love one another, to share with one another, to encourage one another, and to be honest with one another, to embrace you, Father, and to be that light into this world. And Lord, as we continue to lift up our nation today, we pray for those in charge of this country, Father. We pray, Lord, that their eyes be open to the truth truth of Jesus Christ, the truth of the need they have for you, God. That they recognize the truth that they've been used, they've been dealt playing the wrong game. They've been sucked into whatever this illness is, Father, that their eyes be open. God, they would come out of that. 
But we continue to pray, Father, that for those who are doing evil against this country, trying to destroy what you established, God, that they may be removed from power. We pray for justice to be served. But Lord, through all this, again, we pray that their eyes and ears be open and they will find Christ. We pray for those who are followers of you, Lord, who believe in you, who love you, who are standing out to make a difference. Those who are running from public office, Father, we pray, Lord, for their strength and protection. We pray for all the schemes that the devil has already started to shut them down. God, to be spoiled, be brought into light and, and stopped. Father, for God-fearing men and women to take place in the places of authority around this nation. To bring your protection back around to our children, our children's children, Lord. If we honor you, God, we know, God, that you will touch lives, you will change lives. That these laws that have been written, Father, to destroy will be removed. And this nation, God, will continue to be that light in the middle of this dark world, showing people the way. And that way through Jesus Christ. Can we continue to lift up our first responders, EMTs and fire department, sheriff departments and the REACT members, Father, nurses, those in the hospital, Father God, taking care of people. We just speak ahead of protection around them, Father. And show us how we can help their families. If they're caught out in the middle of the night, caught out in the middle of the day in an emergency, and things are going haywire in this world, that we'll remember their families and do what we can to help them while their loved ones out helping us, Father. Continue, Father, to bless Pastor Peter. May he continue to find favor of every organization, every church he goes to to share the vision you've given him on the orphans. That when he leaves this time, God, he'll leave with the finances needed to complete that orphanage. And may he see everything come together as you've given us a vision over 25 years ago. And God, thank you for letting us be a part of that vision. That we do give you the praise and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God is awesome. So.